All right, guys, welcome to the Pastor's Hangover. We are excited that you would join us here today. And as you notice right off the bat, we've got a very different group and a very different host, uh, Melissa. I would say so. I would sure. say so, yeah. Melissa is out because she is not feeling well, and she was worried that um, she would give us all a cold and we would all have man colds and so our wives would be mad. So the best we could get was you? The best, the best that we could get wow. on short notice. Another pretty face. So uh, let me just make sure I, I welcome everybody. We got Pastor Jeff Countryman right here, right, uh, Pastor Mike Ash, and uh, Pastor Craig Altman, who uh, is very excited this weekend because the Are Bucks... Are zooming in on the Buccaneers win? That's right. Yes. An impressive 9 to nothing win. Dominating <laughs> fashion. Like two and 14, two and 14 team. team. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Dominating. It's a W. It is a W. That's all you see in the playbook, right? That's, That's a W. Hey, and we get uh, Philadelphia, Philadelphia Eagles, which is a downward yeah. going be, team. Uh, Monday Night Football. So, yeah. I'm going to be there. You will oh, be there. I will be there. Very nice. That would be yeah, fun. And then, Mike, your Miami Dolphins lost, which was... They lost, but still made the playoffs. They're in the playoffs. I like Miami. Miami is really good against bad teams. Yeah. Super good. But they're not so good against the good teams. So, that's, that's a challenge. That's kind of like how's really good playing basketball against 10-year-olds. Whoa, so hey. He dominates. Hey. He dominates hey. against 10-year-olds. I will, I will just say this. You brought that up at the perfect time. Because last night I played Did you? against a bunch of 21 to 25-year-olds. I played probably the best game of my life. Wow. So, I'm going to announce my retirement at this moment. <laughs> so you played what you impressed oh, today? You impressed I played incredibly well and I can move some. Wow. I can move some. I'll you tell you what. Today? Oh yeah. yeah. Cold tub. You should go skiing Ooh. next. I yeah. should go skiing yeah. next. But yeah. uh yeah, no, I uh I, I did play so well that I think I may not go back because I want yeah. them to remember that version of hell. Uh, not the you. one that was show up next time. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, Pastor Dale po- spoke on uh, the sovereignty of God this week, which is yeah. kind of a big deal. Uh, and so just really, really right off the bat, what, why is the sovereignty of God so important to us in, in our Christian life? Well, number one, if we really believe God's sovereign, why do we worry so much? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we really, it's kind of to me, it's like, you ever watch, one time I was watching a football game and I taped it and I got home and I clicked on. Mm-hmm. But it clicked on the end of the game, mm-hmm. and I already knew the score. Ah. And when I knew the score, the Bucks had won, so I still went back and watched the whole game. I was so much more relaxed yeah, because yeah. I knew the yeah. end. Right. That's good. Mm-hmm. Even when bad stuff happens, you're yeah, like, it's okay. Like, right. It's okay. They're going to get better. They're going to win. There is something about that when you really believe that they, that whole verse, God works all things together for good for those who love him. Mm-hmm. That kind of has a sovereignty piece to it. God's going to work it for our good. Absolutely. And, uh, so that's how I think about it. Well, and I think some of the reason or part of the, the beauty of the Old Testament and reading some of the stories is you see the sovereignty of God. Yeah. You see people go through the worst circumstance and the worst situations, but you see God work it out. And so I think for us to be able to look back and see their stories and also remember our stories mm. of how we were in a tough time and yeah. we struggled, you know, I, I think help it helps us remember how big God is and how he continues to work behind the scenes, even when we don't see it. That's good. Right. That's part of the generational blessing, right? When the two most powerful forces are the blood of Jesus and Mm -hmm. our testimony. Mm -hmm. And when my testimony is good and my son Cody says, hey, I saw dad go through that and God had him no matter what. Now they can operate off that faith because they know the end of the story. God's got you. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I think it's the thing. I think it's the reason why people do. Well, I say that. 
we always get people that come up and like, oh, we want to do revelation. We want to do revelation. I'm like, you really don't want to do revelation because every time I ever do a study on revelation, you get into the seals and all that. Everybody's like, all right, this is boring. I just wanted like, what, yeah. what's the dragon <laughs> like kind of deal. Uh, but the great thing about revelation is we know the end. Yeah. Like we literally know the end and that, that can be tough for us nowadays because we live in a, I want it right now yeah. type culture. But we do know, we do know the ending, yeah. And there, that it, it should change the way we act. It should. It should change the way we act towards just everything in our life. How about when we freak but, out over an election? Like, right. like an election is going to change the course of God's plans. Right. The Bible says yeah. like God laughs at the plans of man. He laughs right. at the kings of the earth because He's going to have His way at the end. And sometimes I think believers act like atheists. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, do we believe He's sovereign? Well, he's, I think uh, has control. You, you get. Know. At certain point in your your walk with God, you get to a point that it's like hangers in a closet. Some things I'm revisiting. Hey, the gifts. How does this operate? I'm I'm looking at it, but that hanger in the back corner there that God is sovereign. He's on the throne. He knows everything. Jesus died for me. I'm trusting that no matter what comes my way, I'm going to lean into that. I don't have to ever question or pray about that. Yep. It's there. It's done. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Good. I, and I and I just want to bring this up because we're heading into election season, uh, and not that we're saying one side or the other or anything like that, but it, it's one of the the ideas that we tend to put our faith more. I think it shows us that we tend to put our faith more in elected official than we do God when we with the way we freak sure. out, and it, we we've never seen a, an instance where. I mean, let's, can we just be honest? We've never seen an instance where somebody got elected and really did everything that they said they were going to right. do yeah, first yeah. off. Yeah. Uh, but, but second off, when we freak out as Christians, we're showing the rest of the world that, Hey, what you value yeah. is what we value the most also. Yeah. At the same time, the should we not our savior, the right. Political system's not our savior. We should be involved in political elections. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All we should vote. We should yeah. vote with our Christian values. All those things. We're not saying that. Please right. don't, Please don't hear that. But it's that we shouldn't put our faith in it. Right. Like our faith should not right. fall there. It's not the foundation for us. Yeah. Right. Well, right. I think the idea of worrying, you know, you mentioned that yeah. the sovereignty of God can cause us not to worry. For me, I always ask, the, or one of the questions I ask myself and just try to process through is, what would I have to do to every day live as if God is who he says he is and mm -hmm. he, I am who he Man. says I am? Like to be able right. to walk every day with this confidence of it doesn't God is controlling everything, so I'm going to pray and I'm going to act and I'm going to do everything. You do my part, but God's yeah. in control, right. and I think the idea of God's got it because I think that's where I tend to end up. I end up there because I try and I try and I try, and then right. I do it. But I think starting off, and maybe it's an everyday resetting my mind or resetting my heart. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced. Man, I just felt like I walked with that awareness of the sovereignty of God. And if you have walked in it, mm -hmm. have you ever walked in it not yeah. in a bad season? Because mm -hmm. in bad seasons, I feel like I've done it. But in like good seasons, like I don't feel like I have that mindset all the time. Right. Well, like Jeff said earlier, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? We should be able to look back at the testimony of our lives and go, wow, I thought God didn't know what he was doing, mm -hmm. but he did. Because now I see the outcome yep. 10, 20 years later the, the repetitions in life anything you repeat over and over again you get stronger in whether it's lifting or whether mm -hmm. it's preaching mm -hmm. you get stronger so the more times you lean into his faith you trust it and you see it take place it just gets easier yep. to, yeah it does I, I lift three weeks out of the year there you go. Come on. So, so but, I, I, but what is the tension? I three times a year. Uh, so it's good. Yeah, there you go. There we go. A little dig there. 
Uh, <laughs> the tension, though, of sovereignty versus free will. Yeah. Daryl touched on a little bit, Absolutely. and that's always confusing for people. Because if you take that, that approach, well, if it's truly God is sovereign, then mm-hmm. then if I walk in front of a truck tomorrow that was God's will, I said, no, that was you were stupid. Right. Mm. You know, right. that's that's not what he's talking about. The, the whole predestination thing, I heard a guy, I think it was D.L. Moody, said, uh, God chose us, but we must choose to be chosen. Yeah. yeah. Think about it. So people like John three sixteen, whoever believeth in me shall not perish. Mm-hmm. But there's this, there's a choice. So there yep. is a decision. Now, does yep. God know what the choice yep. is? Yes, but yep. it's still your choice. Yeah. You know what I mean? He knows what the outcome is going to be. Absolutely. And I think that's the the part that we got to be very very clear on. Well, if God's sovereign, then then why witness? Why pray? Right. Because who's going to get saved? That's no. We got to do our part. And, and God does what he's going to do. But we yeah. don't want to confuse that. Then it becomes apathy, and and you get into, uh, you know, I'm just going to say it, some strong Calvinism Calvinism yeah. uh, viewpoints, yeah. which... Which can also feel very prideful, because yeah. then at that point, it's God chose me, and he didn't choose right. you. I am the chosen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and so that, that becomes a very tough thing. And I would say even on the other end, it's even something that atheists have used against against God, because if God is sovereign, then how come I have free will? Right. Like, how come I can continue to make choices? And it's the fact that God is sovereign. That's the crazy part about it that we, I think we have such a hard time understanding that God has the ability to weave the good and the bad for good. Like, and only he has that ability because he, he created the characters. He created the world. He created the everything. So he, he knows exactly how it's going to work. And so I think that's one of the hardest things is to, to wrap our mind around God can use the bad things. Well, yep. Daryl did a great job of explaining the book's written. The story is already mm-hmm. done. Yeah. Your choices, it's like a choose your own adventure book. Yeah. It's out there. You're going to get to the same place, but you get to choose what character you're going to play. Yep. You get to choose what part you're going to play. Are you going to be a good force or a negative force? You're mm-hmm. going to be in that book, but you get to choose what part you're playing. The ending's done. We know yep. where it ends. Yep. I want to be on that side, right? right. And God yep. knows which way you're going to choose, right? but we still get to make that choice. I, I think yeah. the phrase that that in the Old Testament, Joseph, when he says to his brothers after he's been That's good. thrown into yeah. slavery, goes to prison, ends up in the palace, his, finds his brothers who did all this to him, and he says, it was not you who sent me here, but it was God. Mm-hmm. Well, he says first, what you meant for evil, evil. evil. Yeah. Yeah. God turned to, good. turned to my good. And that uh, that awareness of that God, even their stupidity, their circumstance, their, their behaviors, yeah. God was able to redeem that and use it as part of his plan. Again, mm-hmm. in, in that scenario, I don't know that that's the ideal scenario that Joseph would have went through, certainly not what he thought God was doing, mm-hmm. but for him to experience and understand God has used every circumstance of my yeah. life. So even the terrible thing that happened yeah. to me when yeah. I was a teenager yeah. was, was that give almost us hope. a gift. That yeah. should give people yeah. hope yeah. today yeah. that, you know, what is going on? Continue to love God. God's gonna God can shift it. God mm-hmm. can turn well, it. Well people sometimes yeah. invert that. They don't understand when it God didn't do it to you. Mm-hmm. He's not having bad things happen to you. But when you lean into him, when bad things take place, he yeah. will use it yeah. for his yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. And, and that comes yeah. back to our our worldview. Mm-hmm. We know from Adam and Eve's day, we live in a broken world. Yeah. And with a broken world, there's sin, there's suffering. And so you go, well, then why doesn't God, because God gave us a free will, because free will also shows that God wants us to choose to love him. So love yeah. is a big factor here. God, mm-hmm. what if he just made us all robots? You had no choice. That's not love. Yeah. You give your, you want people to choose to love. Yeah. And that's, 
that's that tension between the sovereignty of God and God wanting to give free will because he wants us to choose him. Yeah, and I think especially when we're talking about the Joseph story, the, the main thing was he stayed consistent in his relationship with God when everything was wrong. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be very easy. I, you get sold into slavery yeah. to go, God doesn't exist. Yeah. And I hate my brothers. Right. And, and, and then you move up, and then you get falsely accused of, of rape, yep. and then you get thrown in. Guys, this is a dungeon. Yeah. Like, it's not prison of today. Like, this is a dungeon. You know, this is an awful situation. It'd be very easy to go, you know what? I'm done. Where are you? you know, but it's funny after one of those instances, it. it says, and the Lord was with Joseph. Right. And that funny is like, yeah. that seems almost... But haven't we all been there in those yeah. moments that you're deep and dark? You just feel and you sense yeah. that he's got you because you yeah. couldn't even make it through those right. times without yeah. him. Well, but it, but it is. I think it's the encouragement that we've got to hold on to. Yes. I think that's the other side of it is we love to focus on on the big, on yeah. what God, like what's going to happen. Mm. And for some of us, this next year may not be where the big happens. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just, let's just be honest. Like for some of us, this next year is going to be a tough thing, right. but we can hold on to it knowing that he is going to work things for good, that he has a plan in it. And if we stay with him, then he's going to use it because for some of us, like this next year in some of our relationships, it's going to be rough, mm-hmm. but God wants to do something through us. It was, it's kind of like really, um, what, what we've kind of said before that one of the first things God does to change the world around us is he changes us. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so some of the hardest things is allowing God to change me because I don't want to be changed. Um, and while God is changing me, that relationship doesn't get better. In fact, sometimes it gets worse because yeah. the people don't always like the changes that are happening and the things that we're saying. But then God uses that. Yeah. But that takes time. Yeah. God, God is not a microwave God. Well, he does sometimes. Yeah. But that's I not think, the way he always works. I think when we see suffering or people suffer, their first question is, where is God? Or if right. God was love, he wouldn't do this. And and that's really coming from a very shallow belief system. Because, I mean, we know right. the story of Job. You know, yeah. um, Daryl brought it up. I mean, you know, loses everything. everything. And he starts questioning God. He never, you know, his wife gave him good advice. Just curse God and die. And he goes, I'm not going to do that. It's funny. God took everything away from him but his wife. That was very interesting. I'm glad I got the opposite kind of wife. There you go. Amen. Uh, but uh, but but point is, in Job 42, he says, now brace yourself like a man, Job. I'm going to talk to you. He never answers the why. Mm-hmm. He just says, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And I think that we'll never answer the why of suffering. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to, to wrap my arms around it when people suffer or kids suffer or yeah. something terrible happens. It's, that, that, that's hard. Yeah. But I got to believe in the ultimate character of who God is, which is what you'll right. be talking about next week. God is good. And God, God is faithful, is faithful. and yeah. we, you can't take an isolated incident, and and you know that's what God is. I mean, if you took a highlight of our lives, all our bad highlights, yeah. it would sure be uh, it would not be pretty. I opt out. You know, yeah, I know. So, well, I mean, and it's not that God is causing the bad things, right? No, and that's the thing that we always have to. It, it's, I think that's where people get wrapped up in it is. And we can get confused. Well, God caused that for a reason. No, he didn't. Yeah. God can use it. Yeah. And that's why, I, and I've said this before, like one of the worst places for theology is funerals. Yeah. It really is. Because I hear people say all the time, well, God just wanted another angel. Yeah. No, no, we no. didn't. Yeah. One, we don't become angels. Yeah. Tell me uh, that. Just lose the eight. <laughs> right. But, yeah. I, but you don't say it at the, you just go, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that, that's not the moment to, not, yeah. it's not the moment to correct theology. Right. right. But, but it's true. I'm like, no, God didn't take them. That's, that's not why this happened. Yeah. Or God, God just wanted to do it. No, this happened because there's sin in the world, which means there's death in the world, yep. Yep. which means this is a part of life and we learn from it Yeah, and God can use it. Well, even back to, you know, we talk about the elections when the unrighteous rule, people suffer. 
Mm-hmm. So choices have consequences, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. why we should, you know, try to vote right the way that you know God wants us to vote. But um, there is suffering, and and suffering always challenges that sovereignty yeah. thing with God. If God really is in control, why does He allow? You know, and I think that's especially true in America right now. Yeah, you know, I think that. I heard somebody say, you know, we. it's interesting that we have this idea that why would God let bad things happen to good people when the worst thing that could happen to someone happened to the, his son? Yeah, the best person. So, right? so the idea that he's yeah. going to keep us from troubles when every right. disciple was martyred and everybody went through these hard times, and, and the Bible says, in this world you will have troubles. So there never is this indication that, man, if you become a Christian, right. God's right. going to just yeah. protect you and keep you. Death is a part of life. Sickness is a part of life. And it's hard to reconcile some yeah. of that, but it is going, I'm going to trust in the sovereignty of God. Right. Even though this tragedy and the sickness and this That's thing good. has happened, God, I'm going to trust that your your bigness and your control is bigger than my understanding. Right. And so I'm going to have to increase my faith and have faith in these moments yeah. and trust you now because... It's he it's us following him is not going to just eliminate the hard times. Yeah. Mm-mm. Well, the godly will be persecuted. I mean, yeah. the Bible. Yeah. Jesus said, because of my name, yeah. they're going to persecute you and hate you. I'm like, that's not my favorite part that's, of Christianity. No, but not at all. It, but it goes. It's back happening to, in other countries right now, not right. in America. It, you know, there's we have more people being martyred. Part, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in China, in I mean, China, and the, there's more people being martyred than any other time in the past yeah. past century that we don't, but we don't hear about it. Right. Yeah. And we, we just assume it's not happening, yeah. but, but it, it's so true. We, we have this idea. And I think the difference, one of the biggest differences between the first century church and today is we chase God for comfort many times. And they, they were about the mission. Yeah. Like it was about, man. they were, we're hey, can it I was the say, mission. We're soft. We are, we are, 100%. but it was, they fully understood how big it was for somebody to fall in love with God yeah. for someone to get to know God. Yeah. Like they really under, like they really they, they felt it at to everything about them was, man, yeah. we need people to know about this. And I think because, you know, the United States, even though it's not a Christian country, is, you know, seen as people know about God. Yeah. I think we feel like we'll that's take taken away. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not. Well, it is you, post-Christian. It is. We're post-Christian. Yeah. And yeah. so, and so I think we think that's been taken away from us. But really, because we're post-Christian, we have more of an opportunity than we had yeah. 50 years ago to help people understand who God is in an absolutely new way. Yeah. I know this for the young people that are coming up. There's some that have zero church experience. Like uh, you, I think we dealt forever with the people that had a leak a little bit or were forced to. Now you're dealing with people that have no church experience. Yeah. And I mean, there's some misconceptions, but they get to have a, a brand new view of who God is. Yeah. And we have an opportunity in front of us to tell people about them. Yep. But the and reason it, we yeah. do these things, the reason we preach, mm-hmm. the reason why mm-hmm. we testify and we witness, Daryl said something, and I'd never heard it before, and I really liked it. He was saying, I've heard a version of it, but your perception of God doesn't change who God is, yep. right? but your perception of God certainly changes who you are. Yes. And what we're all talking about with Joseph and Job, and mm-hmm. we are bringing God into that situation and believing that he is all-powerful. Yeah. That yep. he will take care of everything, and when you have that, there's a peace that passes all understanding. The yep. Holy Spirit resides in in you, and you say and do things that are unnatural. And people go, "Well, how do you react that way when this took place?" And it's always because God, God's got me. I'm leaning into Him. My perception of Him is no matter what happens today, no matter what happens to you, I am going to believe that He's ultimately got my good yep. in His mind. Yeah, absolutely. 
It's, yeah, that's good stuff. You know, one of the things that Daryl talked about, which is, I, I know we don't live this way many times, is that God is omnipresent, mm-hmm. that God is everywhere. Mm-hmm. It mean, It's kind of a fun thing because I know sometimes we even will say things like, you know, when, when two or more are gathered, God's there. Um, which, you know, he's going to be a part of it, but it's the fact that God is everywhere. And I know yeah. how, how different will we live our lives if we fully understood that? Yeah. It's kind of a scary thing. In it a way. Is. It's kind of omnipresent <laughs> reminds me of, you know, every notice when you're driving your car and a state trooper's behind you, how much your oh, behavior changes in your does. car. Oh, yeah. If we really believe God's everywhere. We wow. Let's move to the next subject here. No. Yeah, no, it is. It's a, it's a yeah. weird, it's a weird thought, to, but it's also, it should be like, we can go from the weird, but we can also go to the comforting yeah. side of it. Yeah. Like it, he's always there. Like the fact that he is always there means we don't, we don't have to look for him. Like yeah. we don't have to guess yeah. he, he's always there with us. And so it, I think that's the thing. Like if he is sovereign and he is always there, then we always have somebody that's, that's there waiting for us in those moments. And so, yeah. I know it can, it can be on the, it can be on the weird side. No, but that is comforting to me when you really think about it that way. I mean, it's kind of like that old song we used to sing or little kid song. He's got the whole world in his hands. I mean, to me, that to me, God is so big. I mean, Mm -hmm. I can't sing it. Yeah. But he's got the whole world in his hands. I mean, I don't know, man. He knows every hair on our head. He does. You know, uh, when a sparrow falls to the ground, he's aware of it. So we got this sovereign, big, mighty God who, Still so personal. And even though it's embarrassing when we think about our lives and our sin and mm-hmm. and other things, if you've ever raised children and they're in a moment and they're hurt and they're doing something that's bringing pain to them, mm-hmm. we're not coming with shame and shade. Mm-hmm. We're coming and saying, hey, we want you to change your the way that you're doing things to protect you. We don't want to see you yeah, hurt. Right. And so it's not for him, it's not embarrassing as he sees all this stuff. It it's is. it's his compassionate heart that breaks for us when he sees us in those moments. Yeah, now we're talking about all his attributes, Shame. right? Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's love. No, it's good. I love it. I love it, man. There's so many attributes of God that are where yeah. where do you guys think that people put God in a box the most when it comes to their life? Like where where is it do you feel like they they we have this sovereign God and all of a sudden God becomes small in like this one area of their life. When you think about it. I think their work life they do for sure. Yeah. You know, I think it's the idea that I think there's there's it's this weird component of we all believe that we should be doing it on our own mm-hmm. and until we can't oh, get there. Yeah. You know, oh. there's a blessed is the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of God. That whole poor in spirit, the idea behind it is is that I'm coming to God with this understanding of I can't do it by myself. I can't I, I yeah. can't do it alone. And I think that for people usually in their when they're going out to do a task, there's um, there's this inflated belief that I can do this. Mm-hmm. And it's not till you just can't do it that you finally come to God. And so I think it's it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I this is my life. I'm gonna do my thing. I'm gonna work at this. I'm gonna I'm I'm good enough. Mm-hmm. Um and, and so I think people don't rely on God in those moments or recognize that He's with them in those moments. I think that believers struggle with, you know, trusting in God's mercy sometimes, you know. Um, yeah. There's things you're struggling Thanks. with in your life, and it maybe it's a cycle of sin, and you're having a hard time. Yeah. I'm bringing this to God again. I mean, surely, mm-hmm. but now he's like, yeah, you don't mean it. The, you know, the That's lamentations, the, the, his mercies are new every, every morning. Do you really believe that? Because, man, that's the only way I can live my life. When we get up and have to lead and preach and do what we do, mm-hmm. We have to believe in the mercy of God or we're going to feel condemned, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, I think people really struggle. Good. The big things, right? 
if you look at marriages, you look at finances, you look at work, you, you look at all these things, uh, when it's a big thing, it means mm-hmm. we don't trust him because ultimately nothing's big to him. And those areas, I think we struggle the finances a lot. Mm-hmm. I hear all those, this marriages, how is this ever going to work out? Because we're people, right? We're all messed up. And to get mm-hmm. a cohesive and healthy yeah. relationship, that is probably one of the, the biggest thing, the two biggest things that we talk about when we're counseling with people, that they are having a hard time trusting God. And because we want control, yeah. we want to yes. operate it. And when you got two people that want control, they're, yep. you know. It's good. Yeah. yeah. What, what would you say, Hal? So I, I think it, it it's it, it's a mixture of really of both of those ideas. Like I, what I found is it's when things go off the rails and we know it's our fault, mm. we have a yeah. hard time bringing God. Because I've noticed it, it just feels like in ministry, the people that are last to come to you are the people in marriage that are going really rough. Mm. It's like it, for some reason marriages get they get really rough. Some do come to church, but most they disappear. Because they don't, there's an embarrassment that kind of yeah. goes along with it. With kids, when all of a sudden the kid starts acting a certain way, all that kind of stuff, and they, they disappear. And like, it's just one of those things. Like, there's that idea of, I, I believe I was either kind of doing it, and we, we, well, what we do is we also lie to ourselves. We're like, God was in the middle of this the entire time. When really, what was happening was we were many times, and I'm not throwing this, but we we do the outward. We show up on Sunday, we show up with those things, but the rest of the week we keep God out of it. And then we're going, well, that God thing didn't work. Mm-hmm. But when things get bad, it and, the center of it. right. And it's as if they're expecting, and I know this, and I know there's churches where this is true. And I know there's people that have gone through this, but they're expecting the judgment and everything from the church also, or that even the judgment from God, oh, he, he's done with this already. We, we didn't do it his way this amount of time. It's like, no, 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 you can come back at any moment. Like there, there's no point where you are so far away from God that he's not ready yeah. to help you now. The truth is, and what I think many times we don't want to hear is it's going to take time. Uh, he heals things, yeah. but it takes time. Yeah. Uh, he goes through, and so it takes time. And so, and I think maybe some people are afraid that God will do it. Well, you know, it starts with, you know, when Honestly. Adam said, what did he do? He went and he hid. He did. And so we hide. Yeah, we and, do. Uh, and God doesn't want you to hide. If you're out there today, man. Yeah. If you've had a bad church experience, a bad church hurt, I mean, real community will love you. They'll encourage you. They'll challenge you. Yeah. Yep. But man, you know, get back in and... Uh, can, can I add to that, though? Yeah. They will sometimes hurt you. Yeah, they yeah. will. Well, they yeah, will. Yeah. Just because any relationship, yeah. marriage, kids, your kid, kid, my kids can say things that will get me right to the heart, <laughs> yeah. man, uh, as a dad. But we've we've got to have a relationship where we come back and we, we solve the problem. I mean, that's yeah. why part of the Bible talks about, like, how do we go to that person? Yeah. And have reconciliation, and how do we yeah. walk through this? I mean, you even see one part where he's going, "Hey, if you have a disagreement or you have something wrong, don't even receive communion before you go out yeah. and take care of that first. Right. And so that happens. Like, I, I don't want to give, I don't want to give the false perception that if you find the right church, everything's going to be perfect. Right. But if you find the right church, that means in the right group, that means you will work through the things that are. And imperfect. there are healthier churches and Absolutely. healthier groups. So find Absolutely. that healthy part. Yeah, the, you're still gonna have stuff, but right. at least you can. And but it, you don't want to be in a, a culture of shame. Yeah. No, it's no, no, conviction, no, no. right? Shame right. is Absolutely. like ah, right. conviction. It drives right. you to the cross, right. not away from church, right. not away yeah. from people. It drives you for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just it's one of those things, and, I, and I've seen it lately where people are looking for that offense, mm-hmm. and they go, "Oh, well, it's just no, 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 no." Yeah. Dig in. Yeah. It's going to be a part of it. We're, we're going to hurt. There's going to sure. be times where Craig's going to say something from stage. that's going to offend you. Mm-hmm. I will probably never do that, probably but not. Nope. 
I've already gotten a lot of emails about that. <laughs> yeah, that that definitely happens. Uh, you and just it, brought up something. That we need to have a podcast on yeah. this whole offense thing, man. Oh, yeah, and maybe we're going to do it today, but maybe we should bring in the emails that we've gotten. No, we couldn't do that. <laughs> Facebook messages are the worst. Wow, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. anonymous, super offended. And then, and then the echo chamber of social media. Because yeah. as soon as you say how offended you are, you've got twenty six people tell you yeah. right. that you're right. It's it's the weirdest deal. It well, is weird. It, and so now in today's yeah. culture, I'm sorry, we just took a shift. You're good. Yeah. You yeah. can't disagree without offending someone. Right. That's that's that just shows weakness yep. and insecurity. I listen. I'm not saying it's fun when someone disagrees with me, but I don't know, man. We we have to grow up and and and. Be secure and understand that that don't don't be so offended. In fact, the Bible right. says love is not easily offended. It is in First Corinthians thirteen. Right. We get so easily offended. Yeah, we're walking yeah. around scared of things. The reality is, we have all preached and had arguments with people that we thought we had the right position, and then five or ten years later, we find out, whoa, I don't even believe what I was arguing back then. The idea is to have healthy conversation and to love one another, yep. mm-hmm. no matter what, because none of us are perfectly yep. right. Yep. Uh, my wife is the only one. Yep. Well, <laughs> you're going to get big kudos for that. Well, she's, she's told us all that, so yeah. that's good. And I'll just say this to those that are on social media. Be careful of following people who everything they do is bring the church down. Yeah. And it's actually funny. I heard it was that Josh Howerton said this the other day. If you want to build a social media crowd, point out everything that's wrong with the church. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what sells people, and press. Right. I mean, the negative report. Everything yeah, well, and that's true in life. I mean, it's, yeah. the, the, the easiest way to connect with people is talk about the yeah. bad yeah. weather and the bad team and yeah. the bad sports yeah. and the bad family. Like, Earthquake, at, it's so easy to agree events. around negativity. It is. And so social media, you, you get and, – and what happens is you get all these people that will tell you how, how – you know, they will agree with you, but I think – a lot of the people who step out of the conversation are the people you want to be in the conversation. So right. if you only go negative, man, you're going to lose a lot of people that are valuable, that are following you, that you're trying to influence. And so yeah. you can lose that if you go. Because negative doesn't bring anybody to anything good. No. no. Like that, that's the part. Everybody's in the pit together now. Yeah. Like how are we going to get people out of the pit? There has to be something that is better. Yeah, There's got to be something that's more. Point out, oh, I'm pointing out a flaw because yeah. the Bible. Right. We have got to get a heart where we are thinking about what the Bible says, speak life. You speak mm-hmm. life, you get life. You speak death, you get life. Right. What's the issue in your heart? How are you going to speak to that? And then what is the proper platform? Usually social media is not the right. right. It's a one-on-one. If you really want change, it's a one-on-one conversation. Yep. You, when, you're when telling you're me that you never change anything based off of a, a comment in your social I media? not, but I've actually <laughs> got my opinions more ingrated against that. Yes. I get all my truth from hey. Facebook. Well, here's the truth. We're not sovereign. We're, we are not... We're ultimately up. good or fa- uh, God is that's who we serve. And that's what we always have to keep our mind on. The church is not perfect, but God is. Yeah. And if you have people that are going after God, we can work through it. Yeah. We can figure it out. That's and that's the the power of the church. And that's the power of what we can bring because there is something better yeah. that is the, on the other side. Yeah. I would encourage people go back and look at some of the truths and the character of God's sovereignty. Go back to the old Testament. Yeah. Cause man, God doesn't want us. So, People are so anxious or so worried, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I have found a peace. I'm uh, not perfectly, but when I go back and look at the character, his attributes yeah. of he is sovereign, he's almighty, and that yep. he's, he's a good God, it just gives me a peace even in the midst of some craziness. So if you're in some craziness right now, yep. man, 
believe in a God who's who's got it under control yeah. and that you may not see it today or next right. month, but do your part. Be faithful to him, yep. and he's going to work it for your good. Absolutely. Yep. Well, we like to thank all of you guys for joining yeah. us. I'm so sorry that you had to, to listen to my hosting. Uh, I promise. I, I promise. Hopefully, next week Melissa, Melissa will be better. Uh, send her send her some uh, Maybe. some love there. Hopefully, yeah. she'll be back so this yes. can get better. But thank you for joining us. Send us any questions in the comments, and we'll hope to see you guys yeah. next week. See you later. Go see Bucks. You.